Cambridge Breakfast with Julian Clover. Cambridge 105 Radio. Hundreds of posters and memorabilia items from a public art project, Poems on the Underground, have been donated to Cambridge University Library. The scheme began in 1986 with posters displayed across London's tube network featuring the words of literary greats and John Wells, who's a senior archivist at Cambridge University Library, is with me now. Morning to you, John. Thanks for coming in. I guess most people have taken the trip from Cambridge to London will have seen these on the tube. And I remember when I was living in London in the late 80s, early 90s, they were, they were regularly seen around, around the carriages. And uh, that makes, makes them something special, I think, don't you? Yes, I'm, I think to begin with, they were completely unexpected. No one expected to go onto a tube carriage, look up at what they expected to see, a load of advert, advertisements, and suddenly find a poem in front of them. And I think that incongruity was what gave the initial um, phase of the project its interest. And a lot of people were just not expecting to encounter poetry in that place, which was one of the ideas of the the whole project. It was to bring poetry to places where it wouldn't normally be found. Yeah, and public art projects come in for a lot of stickers, particularly around Cambridge, actually, quite frankly. But this this is one which I think the public have kind of kind of taken very very much to heart and uh, I confess I wasn't I was surprised that they're, they're still going because another batch was released yesterday I that's think. right um, yeah. we, we um, uh, I think it's the 116th batch of, 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 of poems to be released and there's six poems in each batch so six separate posters in each batch and I think about average of about four a year and going on now for for over 30 years so yeah. it's it's a lot of poems so so what have you got uh, the university library and how did they come your way well, the archive consists um, of various groups of papers. Um, the most interesting in some ways is the correspondence. Um, there are a lot of letters from literary poets um, who people will recognise the names of, people like Philip Larkin, um, Seamus Heaney, Nobel Prize winners. Um, and then there are letters also from supporters of the project because they needed to get funding for it and they needed um, impetus from not just Town Support for London who were behind it all, all, all along but um, local politicians in London so there's letters from Ken Livingstone, the mayor at the time um, Michael Foote, um, politicians like that giving their support um, there's letters then which they received from members of the general public people would write to the organisers of, of Poems on the Underground saying how much they liked it but also suggesting poems, enclosing poems some of which they'd written themselves um, hoping to see their, their poems up on the, on the posters and in, in the carriages. Yeah, I guess it is a mix. You know, you, you mentioned Larkin and, and Heaney, but also, I guess, an opportunity for lesser-known poets to, to see their work, not necessarily make a name for themselves, but certainly to see individual pieces of their work displayed and, and for others to enjoy. That's right. I'm, when you think of how many posters there have been over over these decades um, not everyone is going to be a household name. A lot of them are well known to people who follow contemporary poetry, so you've got people like Charles Causley, um, UA Fanthorpe, um, Edwin Morgan, the, the, the Macar, the, the, the Scottish equivalent of a poet laureate. So people who were well established writers, but not perhaps having that, that sort of household name quality that the people like Larkin and, and, and Heaney would have had. But they've one of the great things about the project, I think, is that it's really drawn on poetry from across the globe and from all ages. It's, it's had 
um, medieval poets, um, medieval poems, um, poems from China, poems from Poland, poems from India. It, it's not just an anthology of uh, British poetry. It, it, it's a worldwide, it draws its inspiration from right across the world and th- th- across the centuries. So, of course, uh, you've, you've got poets like Blake and, and Keats, um, the great um, romantic poets in England. I, I was touched by the Philip Larkin letters. Um, the, the one I, one I saw was actually dictated on on his behalf because he, I guess, he would have been pretty close to to death. But even even then, you could tell from reading that particular letter that he really quite liked the idea of his work being seen, I, I guess, by a, a very different audience to what he'd been used to. Well, as well as being a poet, Larkin was a, a big committee man. He, he he served on a lot of committees. He was, he was librarian at the University of Hull. Um, and he was one of the people who um, had to give his... Um, um, okay for the project to go ahead. I mean, he, he was one of the people who were being applied to for support at the very beginning of the project. And in his one of his letters, he says to the organiser, Judith Janake, who's the one of the co-founders of the project, um, how much more he likes the idea of putting poems on the underground than having one more anthology or magazine that's not going to be read. He really got the idea from, right from the start that this is going to put poetry in a place where it's not normally found, and so people are going to encounter it in a way that they wouldn't normally. So he was a fan of the project, but this letter you're referring to, yes, he'd just come out of hospital and was uh, at home recuperating, so that's why it's, it's dictated and, and signed by his, his secretary. But sadly, um, that was the year in which he died, and he had a poem, The Trees, um, a well-known poem that um, fitted nicely on a poster, which was only 12 lines long, uh, and it was one of the first um, to go up in 1986, but sadly he had died the, the previous year, so he never lived to see his, his poem on the underground. Yeah, one of our regular correspondents, Medium Hours, um, say, saying, oh, so they're, they're poems for the passengers to read, and wondering, were there any poems which were ever written especially to be displayed on the, on the underground in the first instance? There are some poems which have been, um, which occur in the correspondence, um, which do seem to have been written for for the project. I don't think, um, as far as I know, that um, any of those went up. I think that, that they generally, the, 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 the people who picked the poems, a, a group of three people originally, um, Judith Janake, um, Cicely Herbert and Gerard Benson, um, they tended to get poems out of anthologies, out of, out of books of poems which, which they already knew. They didn't tend to use unpublished work. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of poems there which are going to be unfamiliar to to, to many people because they, they've drawn over the course of these years from so many different sources that no one's going to um, have known all of these poems before they, they went up on posters. And it seems, you know, we're sitting here in, in Cambridge and talking about something which is taking place on the underground. It's it, very nice to have the letters here in, in Cambridge, the correspondence and the and the poems, but I just beg the question, is is there not a museum in London which wouldn't have preferred to have them? Well, the organisers, uh, who are now um, Judith, who's, who's still still going strong, and um, the poet Simtiaz Darker and George Zertes are the three people who are now picking the poems and the co-directors of the project. And what they... The view they took was that this was really a literary archive rather than a corporate archive. It didn't necessarily belong in the Transport for London archives. And so they were looking for an art library which was particularly strong on on papers of contemporary poets. Of the last 10 or 15 years in in the university library, we've been working hard to build up our collections of um, contemporary poets. And 
George, that he's one of the, the directors now, has his own literary papers housed in the archive. And Imtiaz Darker was a poet in residence um, in, in the library um, several years ago. So she was familiar with the building and, and with the people there. And so it seemed to them that um, Cambridge was the natural home for it, even though, you know, as you say, it might have gone to London. But in fact, they, th- they were thinking of it as a literary rather than a corporate archive. And that's why they, they, they picked Cambridge. And what, uh, what is going to happen to them? Are, are you going to put them on display? Or is it one of these things where we have to phone up and make an appointment to, uh, to come and have a little look? Well, they are archived. So we, um, for basic security reasons, we, we make them available in our manuscripts reading room. But the point to make is that um, anyone can get a ticket to the reading room. You, you go onto our website, um, look at you getting a library ticket. And um, if you want a ticket for just to run for a week, it, it's entirely free. And then you can come up and order these things and they'll be uh, handed over to you at the desk and you can take them to a table and leaf through them. And in collecting and archiving the, the, these items um, t- together, have you come across either a, sort of a favourite poem or a, or a favourite piece? This is like the pick your favourite child kind of question, really. <laughs> what I really like um, is uh, an image in one of the letters um, by Denise Levitov, the American poet born in Britain, who travelled on the tube in London. And she has a lovely image where she's writing to Judith, saying how much she's, she's keen to have her, her work on the tube. And she says, It's lovely to see one of your poems, like a, a seed from a dandelion, floating away and taking root in a crevice, um, a cranny, a remote cranny that uh, you would never have expected it to take root in. And I think that's a wonderful image of these poems arriving in, in, in these tube carriages, completely unexpected, and yet um, taking hold and taking root and flowering in, in this... And that, in some sense, is unusual place for them. Yeah, I guess letters from poets are almost as good as their poetry sometimes, isn't <laughs> some it? Of really, it is, the, yes. the prose and the phrase. John Wells, thank you very much for uh, for coming in to uh, to tell us about the poems on the underground donated to the Cambridge University Library. Uh, John, thanks very much. My pleasure. Cambridge One Hundred and Five Radio.